and welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The M62 Hand Beyond. Evening. Good evening. Uh, got a bit of a surprise, haven't we, this week? Uh, yes, we have. It's a Good Friday special, isn't it? And we've got a special guest with us this week. So I think special guest, reveal yourself. Hello. <laughs> That's right, it's Bobbles. It's even better when he's live, isn't it? Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. That. Uh, Bobbles, welcome to the uh, LFP. Thank you very much. Very excited to be here. Yeah. So you a long should time be. coming. Yeah, we're giving to public pressure. <laughs> public or my pressure? Your pressure, oh, mainly. Okay. Yeah, mainly your pressure. <laughs> um, and your mum. <laughs> let him on. Yeah. Well... What a week in sport we've had. I know. The Masters, you watched the Masters? Did you win any money on the Masters? Uh, no, I didn't win any money on the Masters. The closest I got was Cam Smith, and I didn't put it on each way. It's the only one I didn't put on each way. I did put that Corey Connors on each way and got a little bit back off that. Very good. That was good, as predicted on here last week. Mm. Um, we had the uh, football, the big Manchester and Merseyside game of the weekend. Unfortunately, went the way of Everton. Uh, and uh, we had Formula One where Cadbury's Eclair won it a chocolate Eclair or something won it yeah not well well up on the F1 ones are you no Uh, and then we've got a bundle of Easter sport coming and the government in trouble for uh, having parties and now they've got fines Mm. quick poll quick poll which of these will Boris Johnson do yeah okay Uh, after getting found guilty Okay. Uh, will he go to the Ukraine? <laughs> will he catch COVID and isolate for two weeks? Yeah. Uh, will he blame somebody else? Yeah. Uh, will he announce another child? Or will he resign? Um. I think, I think there could be uh, more than one happen on that list. <laughs> You mean, you mean he announces a child from the Ukraine? No. Oh, okay. He announces it from home where he's got COVID. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. We're going all political on the LFP. I know. So there we go. Should we turn to rugby league instead? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Bubbles, did you enjoy the quarterfinals? I did. I, I thought there was some top quality rugby on show this weekend from the Challenge Cup. Um, great coverage again. By Premier Sports and the BBC. Yeah. Well, let's start at the beginning. Uh, Hull KR 34, Castleford 10. Yeah, a bit, a bit of a letdown in the second half, wasn't it? Well, do you know what? This As game, a neutral. Well, this game was anybody's up to the Alamark. And Alamac a Cast fan. And a Cast fan, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This game was anybody's up to the um, up to the Mills try on the hour, pretty much on the hour. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, then Old Kay had to sort of like uh, run away with it because they got a brilliant start with the Minicella try after just two minutes. Mm. Um, I feel as though Coots made a big difference coming into the side. He looked like he was getting back to his best to me. Yeah. I thought he, was a, he had a big influence on that game. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I thought it was anybody's up to the hour. And then once Old Kay then went, uh, I think they went more than twelve. Well, they went twelve up with that try. I think whichever it was, then mm. they, they sort of run away with it. With the last, the last couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the last one, the um, 
The Jordan Abdul score it in the end where he intercepted it. He sort of intercepted it and then wrestled it away from somebody and then ran, which I didn't think he had that much pace. But, no, I d- but he, he doesn't look like he has anyway, does he? No. It? So he um, out-sprinted everybody and, and off he went and that finished it off then, didn't it? Mm. But Cass seemed to be one step forward, two steps back at the minute, don't they? Well, what's worrying for me, uh, Bobby, is that like for Castleford potentially, like we're only in... We're not even at Easter yet, and they're out of the Challenge Cup. They're struggling to make the playoffs. You know what next for the rest of the season? I'm not too sure. They just they seem to have a lot of soft defence at the moment. I noticed in that game especially, Hulkar scored. I think the first three tries it was really quite quite well worked and quite classy almost. It, you know it was was really well worked from them, and then uh, Cass's defence just went to. Just out of nowhere, like you say, the Abdul try just seemed to wrestle it. I know it was eighty minutes on that one, but even the one where they scored under the sticks, it just seemed to bounce around off about three Castleford players jumping in the air. Mm. There's just no communication from them at the minute. Oh, that's right. So yeah, um, but that's going to be you know potentially Callum. It's a long, long season for Cass now. Yeah, it is. Um, I mean, what's their aim now? You know, what? what's the target for the rest of the season? It's got Not to the, go down. Like. Well, it's got to be the playoffs, obviously. If you said to them now, they'd say, well, we still make the playoffs because we're not that far adrift of it. Mm. But that's... Seems a long way off, though, doesn't it? In reality, it does, yeah. Mm. Seems a long way off. Um, we're not We're not talking cast tonight, are we? No, we're not. We've got... But we have got a, We have got an extravaganza coming up, haven't we, of, uh, of four fans... We have. We're going to be previewing the uh, the two Good Friday derbies, yeah. um, the Hull derby and the Saints Wigan derby. Yeah, and we've got we've got our our guest four slots coming up on that, haven't we? We've got a jam packed show tonight. And we have excellent. Um, well, talking of Hull FC, they also went out of the Cup twenty four sixteen to Huddersfield Giants. Uh, I think I predicted that one, and you and Bri went the other way on that, didn't you, Callum? But yeah, we got three out of four between us all. We did, but same sort of story we've been saying all season on here about Hull and I mean Huddersfield are a really good team this year. Don't get me wrong, um, and I just thought with the run that Hull were having on paper, possibly slightly stronger. But well done to Huddersfield, you know. Yeah, I thought this was a proper cup tie though, Bobby. Yeah, definitely. Really uh, back and forth for a lot of the game, and then. I think Huddersfield went two scores clear and I think it was just too much to do for Hull. Um, but I think the try, if I remember rightly, that the put them two tries ahead, I think it was the Lola here try. Mm, that was on the hour as well, similar to the last game. Yeah, Really, really well finished. Mm, I thought that's right. whoever made the break gave him a little bit early, didn't quite draw Connor in and uh, Lola here finished it off superbly. He's, he's having a great season so far. Yeah, yeah he sort of... Left Connor for dead, didn't he, really? Mm. Yeah. And then they made a bit of a strange decision then, kicking for two, mm. which put them 12 points up. And then Hull scored, mm. which potentially they missed the kick from the touchline, which I suppose the decision then is justified, but then could have just given them a, a six-point gap, and it's a, a bit of a dangerous, dangerous situation just to kick from 10 to 12, I suppose. But the gamble paid off for them in the end. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think... Um... Like you say, if it puts some two converted, the, the thinking is obviously it puts some two converted tries. This is what happened. Yeah, 
Um, so, like you say, it was justified in the end, but it's a sort of high risk, isn't it? Well, it is when they give the ball back and then give a try away. Mm. But um, Ian Watson came out and said that Lola, he is the best fullback in the league, didn't he? He's got some tough competition there, hasn't he? Mm. I'm not even sure he's top three. Good player, having a terrific season, but yeah. no. Not for me. Not at all. No. No. Um, we'll go to Sunday next, and we'll go Wakefield 6, Wigan 36. Uh, Bobby, But what a start from Wakefield. Yeah, I thought they did uh, fantastic. They put uh, a lot of pressure on Wigan's defence. I thought they probably deserved more than six points out of the game based on that start alone. But, um, yeah, they just seemed to couldn't quite get over the line. And I think once uh, Wigan broke the line and, and Jai Field went over for that first try, I think it's quite easy to, to drop your heads at that point. And they didn't. They, they, they carried on and they did really well with that. And what a finish from the uh, the young lad on the wing. I think he was called Murphy. Yeah, Lewis Murphy, yeah. Only 19 years yeah, he old. He took Tom Johnson's place, didn't he? Because he was... Uh... Yeah, I mean, he, he did a terrific job, unlucky not to, to score that first one, but then obviously his, his second goal was pretty much identical to the first attempt, wasn't it? Um, and, and had a really good tackle on, uh, I think it was Ian Thornley, to stop him scoring in the corner. Mm. Yeah. Um, had a really good see, a really good game, I was really impressed with him. Um, I did feel that they Wakefield had to go in front yeah, um, to have any chance. But even at even at six twelve at half time, you're thinking, all right, you know, they're, they're still well and truly in this, and then just got steamrolled in the second half, really, didn't they? What doesn't help is when you concede a try fifty seconds into the second half. Yeah, mm. because then all your your half time team talk and all your adrenaline and everything is out just the been window, isn't absolutely it? not the stuffing out of you. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's eighteen. It's well, if they score that try just before half time, your half time talks completely different, isn't it? Yeah, and that one, the one that was fifty seconds in, Bateman made a half break. Then Mago managed to offload. Yeah, and Field supported it. it you feel like, from Wakefield's point of view, that it, it could have been stopped a lot sooner. Yeah, it, it could have done, and Wigan just steamrolled and didn't they? And got the yards, quick play, the balls, and just. They just really struggled to stop them, Wakefield, then, in the end, didn't they? But yeah. um, questions being asked, didn't there, about whether the draw should be done at half-time during the game? Like, does that... They were, they were basically saying, like, Wigan weren't really in it, they've seen the draw, and then gone out yeah. and had a... I, I'm guessing that's all... I don't really agree with it, because no. I think you, you were going to want to win and go through to the next round regardless. no. And and you're quite right on that. If you've got anything about it, you shouldn't. But you'll get to know who you're playing. Um, but I think that that's all about television and television viewing and things like that. But I don't see why that draw can't be done immediately after the game. No, I agree. I don't see why it has to be done at full uh, at half time and, and why it can't be done at mm. at full time. Because obviously, like I mean, we all know we're not the most recognised sport or the most televised sport, so. Watching that at half time is better than listening to it on like BBC Sounds app or something on, on Five night. Live or yeah. something. It is better, mm. but why it can't be done at full time, I'm not quite sure. Yeah, they could even do that at the Hooter 
on the pitch mm. as the crowd is still in. Yeah, and have it over the and have it over there. PA system yeah. and that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that'd be better anyway for the semi final. I mean, how long does it take to draw four balls out of a hat? I mean, it took them um, what twenty seconds, yeah. if that. Yeah. So why can't you do that straight after the hooter? Yeah. And then we're on. No, I agree. I agree. I, I, I don't know. It just it, it 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 makes questions arise that don't need to be asked, but that should or shouldn't really be being asked because it just seems like a simple way of avoiding these questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Like I say, though, not not that I think it matters all that much because you want to go through, regardless who you're playing. But it just the second good. half performance was just the complete polar opposite, really, wasn't it? Yeah. So it does seem a bit odd, an odd decision, really. Mm. Um, and then the final quarter final on Saturday saw uh, Catalan Dragons twenty, uh, the cup holders St Helens thirty six. Uh, Bobby, what did you make? Uh, I thought it was a, a really good uh, cup tie. I thought Saints were just really well drilled. They just seemed like uh, another complete performance from them. Just everything was through the hands. There was no real uh, bad play from them. Catalan's put up a good effort. I think similar to uh, the Huddersfield game, where I think Saints just got a couple of tries ahead and I think it was just a little bit too much to do for Catalans, but I think it was a I think it was a really good cup tie over the weekend. No, yeah, I agree. I thought Saints were excellent. Um the I mean obviously Syrenum went off just before half time, didn't we? Um and, and Catalan got um a try, didn't he, while he was off. So that made it 20 points to 10 at half time. Yeah, it did. Whereas yeah. it would have been 20 points to four, four if yeah. he'd have stayed on. Yeah. The game's already over, really, he's for me. And he's picked up a one match bound for that as well. He has, hasn't he? But did you see Christian Wolf's comments after the game that he thought that they were even at the best? Yeah, do you think he says that tongue in cheek or do you think he really believes that? I don't know. You tell me. What do you make of it? Um, I think he believes it. Mm. Because I, I th- from my point of view, I think that Christian Wolf will think that they've conceded too many points. Yeah, I agree. When you look at what they've conceded, they've barely conceded double figures Yeah, this season. And was it three or four tries they, they conceded in that game? Yeah, and the uh, one, two, three, four. <clears throat> yeah, so I think he, I, do, I do think he'll genuinely believe that, that they weren't at their best, and he'll, he'll want to tighten that up, I would think. Mm. Uh, but there was, a, there was a spell, Callum, in the first half of three tries pretty much in ten minutes. Yeah, for Saints that that gave them the daylight, and that was the the key. Um, that was the key passage in the game, wasn't it? Yeah, I think if you concede three unanswered tries to Saints, there's not really any coming back, is there? No. Uh, with the way that they've been, uh, particularly this year, because um, it's impossible to score points against them, or seems to be. Yeah. Um, so if you're going, if you're conceding eighteen points without getting one back, it, it seems almost game over, really, doesn't it? I know it's an age-old thing on this pod, right? But I had to look up today to see if Mitchell Pearce played, because I couldn't remember him playing. <laughs> no, I did, genuinely. Right. I did, genuinely. I looked him. Up, I looked the team up today, because I'm thinking, I don't remember seeing him. I remember seeing Josh Drinkwater, who I thought was excellent again and would be an asset to any Super League side, as far as I can see. Mm. But where was where was he again? I don't know, and he's had. Um, 
I feel like I've heard stuff about him and he's had a bit of a decent run over the last couple, like maybe two or three weeks, and then all of a sudden they have a big game and he's gone missing. So does he fancy it? Don't know. Don't know. We've said it before, haven't we? Is he just another Aussie over for yeah. a, a payday and turns I get up against the smaller team? I get oh. fed up of saying it, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And then what do we make of the draw, then? Um, Hulk KR versus Huddersfield. And Wigan versus Saints. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the, the draw's the draw, isn't it? I mean, it would have maybe, from a neutral point of view, would have been nice to have a Saints-Wigan final. Mm. But, I mean, I suppose if you support Huddersfield or Hull KR, that's, just the best result you could ask for. You want to avoid both of those, and yeah. they have done. Yeah, no, yeah. no, you're right. Yeah, um, but we are. Do you remember we have had um, a tip for the cup, haven't we? Do you remember? No, a prediction for the cup. Who's going oh, to win? Oh yes, it? yeah. Huddersfield, yeah, and Nathaniel. Yes, he did, didn't right. he? Well, Nathaniel sent us a message. I asked him to. to I, I asked him to let us know what he was feeling. Okay, and he's uh, he's messages and said, "Hi, uh, mate. Yes." Super excited for the semi-final. It's nice to have the big game feeling back as it's been 10 years since they were in a semi-final. But he's really nervous and it'll be a close game against a good side, but he can't wait for it already. Mm. And his prediction of Huddersfield winning the Challenge Cup is still alive. I think it's more than still alive because I think they... I mean, you would think, off the form that they've had and where they are in the league and whatnot, that they're going to win that game. I take I take them on a neutral ground. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and from the other semi final, uh, not as obviously not as good as Nathaniel commenting on it. Uh, Matty Pete uh, said that uh, his Wigan team are going to relish the opportunity to take on Saints twice now over the over the next coming weeks. I mean, it's for any team. It's the the biggest challenge at the minute isn't it to go and beat St Helens yeah it doesn't matter where you are or it is they are the pinnacle at the minute yardstick yeah yeah so they'll um, I mean it's they'll be looking forward to it but it's going to be challenging I think out of the two games just very very quickly I know we'll touch on this in the preview in a bit but Wigan versus Saints and then the, the, the league game and then the semi final. What's the outcome of those? Is it one is it one all? Is it two nil for somebody? What's your what's your thoughts quickly? Ooh, it's, um I mean they've both been playing really well. But you would think two nil to Saints. Yeah, I have to agree with that one. Very tough to call, but the way they're playing at the minute, you can't. I don't think you can look past okay. St. Helens for two 0 When we get when we get Johnny and Gray on, hang on. What about you? Um, yeah, I think two 0 Saints. I don't think it'll be two 0 Wigan. It it might be one one all. a piece. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll see what Johnny and Gray have to say about that when they come on in a bit. <laughs> no prizes I, for guessing who says what. I think I think it might level out there at two all. <laughs> Balance it out. Yeah. So oh well. So that was the Challenge Cup. I love the Challenge Cup. 
Still need to do something about the attendances. Mm. Some of the attendances were poor. I don't know what the answer is. I think I know what the answer is, is that you count it in with season tickets. I, I just don't, well, that's the Hang best on, let's just rewind that sentence. Yep. I don't know what the answer yeah. is, but I think I know what the answer is. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think it's in with season tickets. Okay. I think. Right. Well, if you've already got your ticket, you're going to go probably, aren't you? Exactly, that's my point. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't, they count you on the attendance. It looks better. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> okay, it's time for this. That's right, it's Stats of the Week time, and we don't have to call him because he sat with us. He was doing a little dance then, did you see him? I did see him, yeah. I always dance to my theme tune. <laughs> it's very musical, isn't he? Very catchy. Yeah. Do I uh, still say hello? No. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, do your line. Hello. All right. right. How many stats this week? We've got five this week. Okay, uh, hit me with the first one. Okay, we'll start with the NRL because there's only one of them and we'll just get it out of the way with. And that is that Corey Oates has become the Brisbane Broncos' sole fifth highest try scorer of the club with 103. He overtook Alfie Langer on 100 and he now sits behind Wendell Saylor on 110, Michael Hancock on 120, Darren Lockyer on 122, and Steve Renouf on 142. Mm. I didn't think he'd scored that many. Yeah. If he stays there at the Broncos, you'd think he'd be end up top uh, try scorer for them, wouldn't he? Well, he's only yeah. 27 as well, so he's got plenty of time behind yeah, him. Yeah, he's got plenty of time. And he also becomes the first Broncos player to score a hat-trick and lose a game. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Right. Uh, second start. Yeah, uh, we'll start with uh, this one because it's already been mentioned on the pod previously by Andy. I did not realise he was going to say this one, but uh, yes, thanks to Nathaniel's info from his message before, uh, stat, stat number two is that Huddersfield have made their first Challenge Cup semi-final since 2012. Technically, it was Nathaniel that spelled your stat, not me. You read it out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good. Uh, good for the Giants. Good for all concerned. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Uh, stat number three. The Barrow Raiders have defeated Bradford Bulls at Oddsall for the first time since 1963. Wow. That's oh, a good one. Oh, what a night. Mm. That was late December back in 63. That song? <laughs> yeah, another song, yeah. yeah ah, well done, Barrow. Yeah. Having a good season down in the championship. Hmm. Uh, stat number four uh, is that Hull KR have become the first side in over a decade to sell out consecutive league games. They sold out against Warrington two weeks ago and they have sold out their derby with Hull FC this weekend. Brilliant. Great yeah. to see sold out grounds. Excellent. And to be honest, at home, um, Hull KR fans second to none, I think. 
Yeah. So brilliant. And that's really, really good news for the Robins there. Well done. Mm. Yeah, really good. And st- and just kind of sticking with that as well, uh, St. Helens also kind of achieved this uh, in a similar record, but with consecutive home games uh, because Saints' last game was against Warrington. They then had a few away games on the bounce and have sold out their so derby like, yeah. this weekend against uh, Wigan. They also hold the record for the fastest sellout game of three weeks before the game mm. is played. Just great to see fans back in, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think there's there's some positives with attendances. In the league, there is anyway. Yeah. Challenge Cup's a different story, but yeah. No, it's been good. I think so. I don't know the answer. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> or I do, yeah. <laughs> uh, and finally, stat number five... Uh, uh, I really like this one. I didn't. I didn't think it was um, that long, but uh, Saints actually conceded a try under the sticks this weekend from uh, against Catalans that you burst through under the sticks. It's the first time that they've actually conceded that that kind of try in over ten plus games. Oh, like under the stick. Yeah, right. Like, obviously, not include. You know, if they run like, in or like something. a carry from yeah, like an actual yeah. carry through the defence under the sticks. It's been over. It did 10 look a games. bit soft that one, didn't it? Look very soft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's actually been ten plus games since uh, St. Helens have conceded a try in that manner. Well done. Very good. Um, that was. It's Bobby's stats of the week. And moving very swiftly into this. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. NRL time, just read the results out. Yep. Anything you want to jump in with, just jump in. Because uh, I've just got scores, that's all. Uh, Bulldogs 12, Panthers 32, Sharks 30, Tigers 4. Just on that one, can't be long before they get rid of Michael Maguire, I don't think, can it? Mm. I think Oliver Gildart's been dropped this week as well, just on the bit of the on that. England down under front. Yeah, Which Super League side is he going to be playing for next year? Then? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be back at Wigan, I think. Or Warrington. <laughs> <laughs> um, Titans 20, Eels 26. Uh, Got to mention the pitch invader. Oh, God, that was brilliant. Did you see that? Yeah. What a tackle from the security guard. He's getting loads of stick, isn't he? Yeah. So, if, if tell, tell us what happened. Well, a woman runs on the pitch, doesn't she? Who's always wanted to invade the pitch for some reason. Yeah. And she's, uh, well, she's running around, she dodges a few, doesn't, you? doesn't yeah. she? And then all of a sudden, the security, the, the steward, just absolutely crumples her. Yeah. That's the right shot on her, doesn't he? He does. Brilliant tackle. Yeah. Just on, oh, yeah, brilliant technique. Just on that note, did you see uh, Mitchell Moses' reaction to it? No. He's literally stood there waiting to take the kick when she runs on. Right. He just puts his hands on his head and you see his face go, oh, <laughs> oh mate. <laughs> <laughs> but now he's getting loads of stick, but the woman herself said, oh, fair play to him. It was good hit, I got what I deserved. Yeah. So why is everyone moaning? And she should have been on the pitch in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Ah, anyway, that was the best thing about that game. <laughs> um, Rabbitohs 24 Dragons 12 uh, Raiders 16 Storm 13 the big Jim Morrison game <laughs> uh, Broncos 20 Roosters 24 
Warriors 25, Cowboys 24. That was a golden point win, I think, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was a uh, golden point. Sean Johnson dropped the goal. Just very quickly on that game. Did you see the uh, Cody Nicarima try? Oh, the one, the one where it looked like it's a pity it wasn't Moses actually that scored that because uh-huh. he could have said that Moses had like he had he had like parted the Red Sea and there was a massive gap, wasn't there? Yeah, it was unbelievable. I don't know where the where they, they all gone off. Was it cricket? They all gone off for like drinks or something. Yeah, <laughs> tea and sandwiches. Yeah, I think the term you could get a bus through there kind of a uh, kind of applies get three to that. Through that one, yeah. <laughs> and finally, the Knights six, the Sea Eagles thirty. Um. Absolutely no highlights coming up this week over Easter. All the games look dreadful. But if you want to get up for the Dragons versus the Knights at 7am on a Sunday morning on Easter Sunday, feel free. Excellent. You call that a knife? This is a knife. That's not a knife, that's a spoon. Brill, what's next, Callum? Is it Derby time? Derby previews. Oh, these are the big ones, aren't they? Mm. Um, we've got two derbies to look at this week. Well, we've got a, we've got a rivals round, but we're we're focusing on what are perceived, if you like, as the two biggest ones in the league, aren't they? Yeah. We've got Hull, we've got Hull KR versus Hull, and we've got uh, Saints versus Wigan. Yes. Uh, and I'm delighted to introduce. Uh, the one and only Joseph Appleyard, uh, <laughs> our our whole KR, our whole KR correspondent. Joe, welcome to the welcome to the Loose Forward Pod. No, thank you for introducing me like that, mate. I'm really kind way. It's great to be on the show. For what a massive week for both clubs in the city. Absolutely. Um, before we go any further, though, I think we need we've got we've got double congratulations to send out to you this week, haven't we? Oh, I think so. Yeah, a lot of people have been giving me a few congratulations, but yeah, I'll leave it to you guys. Yeah, uh, we've got uh, you've got we've got a new wife. We uh, have, uh, and you, uh, and your wife is um, Holly. Holly. So uh, hello to Holly, and congratulations mm-hmm. to you both. And then we've got a well. I'm going to let you tell us about your uh, your new your new job. Yeah, fantastic dream job for me, LKR, lead reporter for Hull Live and Reach PLC. So it's an honour to be doing that. I start after the Toulouse game. So my first game will be the Leeds away on the Thursday night, the Sky game. So can't wait to get started. You know, I've done been teaching for four years now, done a lot of commentary, a lot of writing, mainly freelance, just trying to get my name out there and lucky enough to be given this job, you know. So hopefully I can do the best that I can. And, you know, as much as I'd like to have started over this busy Easter period, I've got to get my affairs in order and then we'll start after, hopefully, a good Easter round for the Red and Whites. But, yeah, really looking forward to it. It's been a hectic but really enjoyable few weeks. Excellent. Callum, I've got to ask you, right? Mm-hmm. You've got this job for you've got this job for Hull KR. Right. right? You're the lead reporter. Right? Yep. All right. You can start after an away trip to Toulouse. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or you can start before it. Right. Answer me. Uh before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm sure you'll do a fantastic job, mate, and you'll have a, you'll have a great time. So like you said, what a dream job. So congratulations. Well done. Oh, thank you guys. Well, well I, wish I could have a full time rugby league job. Just on the pod, full time pod. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be yeah. the dream, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, not on the pod because I'd be with you a lot. So yeah, fair enough. That's yeah. all right then. So <laughs> right, we're gonna we're gonna talk derbies now, aren't we? Yes. So from a Robin's point of view, Joe, what's the um what's the best derby memory that you've ever had? 
Oh, I mean, you could, there's so many. I'd say my favourite up there, probably the 2019 one, the Jimmy Carnos in the last minute. But one that really sticks out for me was 2018 when Ben Crooks and Craig Hall signed about two hours prior. Tim Sheen signed them two hours prior. Met them in the Village Hotel. Turned up at the KC Stadium and Craig Hall scored two tries, including a worldie. That was about an 80-minute one. But there's so many good memories. I mean, the Craig Hall again dropped goal in 2014. Magic weekend victories. But then you'll mention the defeats as well, which I'm sure we'll go on to. And I think that's what makes this game special. You can remember and reel off these games, you know, from 10, 15 years ago even still, because they stick in your memory. And for people, for families, it can be the best day of the year or it can be the worst day of the year. And I think it just shows how big it is in the city, especially leading up to the week. You know, you go out and there's plenty of people in black and white and red and white and it does, it splits families, it splits friendship groups up. I've got a lot of friends who are black and whites and it comes to Derby Week and you, you mute the notifications and stuff like that. But you won't change it for the well because I think both clubs need each other as much as that hurts people to say it. There wouldn't be Rovers without Hull FC and there wouldn't be Hull FC without Hull Kingston Rovers. So again, I've had a lot of good memories, but I'd say them two definitely stick in my mind. Yeah, yeah, superb. Um, as well, I mean, you look at, uh, you're right with the Derbys because you're talking with your mates and then invariably when you're talking about past matches, a lot of the conversation turns to derbies and it's always like, Oh, do you remember this? Oh, do you remember when? Do you remember this? Isn't it? And, it, and it's, mm. you remember mm. that about derbies more than any other game, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you do. And that's what makes them so special, don't you? You look at the replays that are on Sky. It's always them derbies. There's been some brilliant ones, you know, the Magic Weekend, the Dave Hodgson in the last minute, and then yeah. Chris Green Chris Green the year after doing it for the black and white. So there's been some controversial moments. And I think it comes it comes a floating derbies, doesn't it? And everything's times 100, the atmosphere, the aggression. There's always maybe a new signing or a big talking point leading up. It always seems to happen, funnily enough, when you lead into a derby, there's either been a controversial in either club or someone's left or someone's signed and you know we haven't got that at this moment obviously we'll speak about injuries and Mikey Lewis missing out soon but I think it's been quite a calm week but wait till tomorrow obviously when we're recording this it'll be Wednesday tomorrow when the squads are out yeah. um, and the 21 are announced from both sides and I'm sure the speculation and rumours will start swelling around the city like they have done since both teams have been in Super League yeah that's right which is the one that hurts you most then oh um I'd say there was one in 2014. I think both teams were struggling about, you know, mid-table going for playoffs. Rovers had actually beaten them twice that year. And I remember turning up thinking, if we can pick up the two points, you're in quite poor position. I think we had London who hadn't won a game at the time and Bradford who were going into liquidation. And Rovers then ended up losing 28-0. Um, and it was real famous because I remember Tom Larnham scoring he jumped on the early bird mascot and actually broke that mascot's arm. I always remember that. So that was uh, that's how I'll always remember it, apart from the end, um, the 28-0 defeat we had. But there's been so many. I mean, you look at the 2016 one when he was 20-0 up and with 20 minutes to go, and then you end up losing by two points. So it's got that thrill, but you've got to take the rough with a smooth with these. And you've got three this year. I think that's beneficial. I think having it a magic weekend is going to be absolutely massive as well. It'll get the attendance up. Hopefully it's St. James's Park. But yeah, I've had a few rotten memories. I mean, I've, I've played in two of me academy days and won two. So I've never been a player on the losing side. But yeah, as a supporter and probably as a reporter now, I might have to um, indulge a few defeats. But you take the rough with a smooth, don't you? And again, that's what makes them so special, yeah. them derbies. Because when you win, it's, you know, jubilation. Everybody's absolutely on top of the world. But then you lose and it can diminish a season for some teams it's done that to Rovers and Hull mm. you lose a derby and then you go on a massive losing streak so it does mean a lot 
Yeah. And I think the players know that, especially from both teams leading up, because they can't men- they can't walk down the street or go into shops without somebody speaking to them. And rightly so, because Hull, both Hull and Rovers deserve that, because two clubs who deserve the fan base that they've got. And I think, I think the players know that. Yeah. Mm. Well, I've got um, a question for you. I'm going to ask everybody this question mm. who we've got in on tonight. Um, and I've got a, we're going to have a quick little poll, but I've got a sneaking suspicion it might end up a draw, this poll. Uh, yeah. but the question is, which is the biggest derby? The whole derby <laughs> or Saints and Wigan? Oh, it's well, boys. You know what I'm going to say. I've always had this argument with people. I, we, especially me, I can appreciate that Saints and Wigan's probably the better calibre and the teams who have won more than Rovers and Hull, and especially in recent years, that's the standout game. But you look, they're, they're, how many miles away are them from each other? This is the same city. This is a city divided just by a bit of water. And like I mentioned, you've got son, you know, one of my best friends, his dad's a massive Rovers fan. He's a astute black and white goes all over. So it literally runs through families. And I think that's what makes it so interesting. And I think biggest is in rivalry has got to be Rovers and Hull. I know Saints and Wigan's took the line, like being in grand finals and Challenge Cup finals. Obviously, Challenge Cup semi, they'll be meeting again there. But yeah, I think you can't look past the same city rivalry. And I know a lot of people might disagree with me, but I know probably the 250, 300,000 people who live in the city of Hull will agree with me. But it's, it's an argument that's never going to be finished, is it? No, that's right. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, yeah. just, I'll just write down Hull Derby 1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, moving on to this week then. Um, obviously, <clears throat> finding a bit of form, aren't you, these, these last couple of weeks? And obviously, um, good winning the Challenge Cup. But where's this game won and lost this week? <laughs> I mean, I've seen quite a few FC games as well this year. And, you, you know, when you report, so if you have to look at it for taking your Rovers hat off, and I do think Hull have got a lot of strengths, but I do think they've got a lot of weaknesses as well. It's quite cliche. I think it all depends on the bloke who'll be playing number one, and that's Jake Connor. You look what he does at that Headingley Stadium when he's got all them assists, scored them tries, un- unbelievable on his day. But then you look the past few weeks and, I think Rovers have got to put him under pressure. We know Mikey Lewis is going to be injured, so the halfbacks will be Abdul and Rowan Milnes. Both like to play on the high kick, and I think that's what Rovers have got to do. They've got to be, they've got to put pressure on the black and whites. I think our forwards have been really well this year. Our English-based forwards, the likes of Minchella, Matty Stone, George King, Frankie Halt, an absolute revelation. I think yeah. he's missed two tackles in the what seven, eight games. It's absolutely ridiculous Amazing. from a bloke who was playing in the NCL four years ago. So yeah, it's amazing. going to be a first hull derby for a lot of players. But I think for me, I think the rook speed. I think if Joel Overdua plays at Hooker, it could be a total different game. Mm. Brett Hodgson sticks with Danny Outen at nine. I think Matt Parcell should have a field day with a rook speed. I think Rovers have just got all out infuse Hull FC. And we've seen the good and the bad and the ugly of both teams this year. But I think consistency does go out the window. It is like the cup final, isn't it? That derby. And I think it's just about who wants it more. Both teams have got loads of different points to prove. I mean, I do think from a Hull perspective, if they lose on Friday, there's going to be a lot of people calling for Hodgson because there's already, you know, they're out the challenge cup. Are they going to get to a grand final? Probably unlikely when they like to Saints, Wigan, Catalan, you know, you're looking at them three probably to be up there, aren't they? With, yeah. the, you know, the remainder of us just hoping to do our best like Rovers did last year and get to a semi. But I do think it's Hull who are under pressure more, but that can spark a good performance, can't it? We've seen that. I remember in 2019, another bad derby day. Rovers were the form team going in and they got beat 56-12. And anything can happen, I think, when the black and whites and red and whites meet. I always have a theory. When it's at Craven Park, I always think FC are favourites. And when it's at mm-hmm. KC, I always think Rovers are favourites. I don't know why. I just think teams turn up when it's the away day in the, um, in the whole derby a little bit more. I know the stats show that a little bit. So that probably puts FC at favourites in my eyes. But I think if you take your... If you go off form, obviously Rovers are you know are quite energetic, energetic 
energetic at the minute. There's a lot of stories coming out that contracts are going to be signed from Tony Smith, key players. So things are going really well for Hull KR. But if there's one team who's going to come and spoil the party and ruin um, Good Friday, it's definitely Hull FC. So it's a really interesting encounter. And I'm just looking forward to seeing all the both shape up, really. Yeah, brilliant. Mm. Brilliant. Uh, well, finally, mate, I'm going to put you on the spot. What's your prediction? Oh, I've said I've been asked this a few times. I'm going to say 20, 24-16 to Rovers. I'm going to say Matt Parcell score and um, with a brace. So if you're a betting man, that means if you put a father on that, you're losing a father. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you said you've been asked a few times. Have you said the same thing to everybody? Or have you, have you changed your prediction all the time? So well, I should, so I should have changed to, it, shouldn't I? Yeah, because then you can go like, back and go, told you. Of course, <laughs> yeah. it's like when, you, when people put six horses on the Grand National last week, wasn't yeah. it? You, you, you're bound to get in the top four each way on most of them. So, but no, I've, I've stuck to my guns and said that. So you never know. If it comes in, I'll just drop you a little text and go, I told you so. Excellent. <laughs> Brilliant. Listen, Joe, thank you so much for coming on tonight and giving us your thoughts. It's just the, the passion and everything. Just You can just... Feel just dripping off you. It's fantastic, isn't it, Carl? Love it. Derby week. No worries, Derby guys. Hopefully, week, yeah. I can come back again. Yeah, hopefully, I can come back on again soon. Really oh, appreciate it, boys. We will. We will Absolutely. definitely get you on, and we'll talk a little bit more in depth about Rovers. Yeah, definitely. Oh. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Catch Thank you soon. You, mate. Cheers, mate. Thanks See you later. Lot. Bye. Oh well, that was interesting. Mm. We're going to go across the river now, though. We are. So we're going to get a completely different perspective here now, aren't we? Yes, I've, I've got, well, I've got a funny feeling we will, yeah. I think we might do. But, uh, again, I'm delighted to introduce uh, representing Hull FC tonight. Uh, we've got Sam, um, otherwise known on Twitter as at, is it Kez13, Sam? Yeah, that's the one. Brilliant. So, yeah. first of all, welcome to the Loose Forward pod. Cheers, fellas. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Um, and we'll um, uh, we'll kick off with... Well, I'll tell you what we'll kick off with. We'll kick off with a positive for you and your best Derby memories. <laughs> Definitely need a positive. Um, best Derby memory. Um, I suppose my first one of competitive Derby was back in 97. So we had 12,000 in the Boulevard. We beat them. And then we went on to uh, game promotion to Super League that season. So that, that was a pretty special one. And then other ones that stick in the mind would be um, Chris Green at Magic Weekend 2013. That dodgy try where he didn't get pinged for being offside um, so we won it in the last minute um, and then 2016 at their place so a good Friday game six years ago 20 nil down 20 minutes ago and we we did them so that that was a pretty good one yeah it's a pretty special one that isn't it? it is yeah I think the other one's yeah. even better Callum where like you know if like you're offside but he's not give it and you've got away with it oh and you've, yeah you've basically robbed the game haven't you oh yeah that's even better, yeah. isn't it? I love that, yeah. <laughs> I would love that. Not when you're on the opposite side of it. No, but, like, but you've oh, won it in that Yeah, you've won it in that manner. I would never let them forget that. No, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. So. <laughs> Went to the video ref as well. Didn't pick it up. And didn't pick yeah. it up. Amazing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Only in rugby league. <laughs> <laughs> well, on the flip on the flip side then, what about the uh, what about the worst days in Derby history for you? Um, th- there's not so many because we've generally had the better of them. And it's worth saying that they've not beat us for over a thousand days, so nearly three years. Um, But in in terms of the worst one, um, Hodgson Magic Weekend the year before. That's the one that stuck in my mind. Yeah, Yeah, I always remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad one. Um, Cook when he when he went across the river in two thousand and seven, and then beat us at Magic Weekend. Uh, That was at Cardiff. So another Magic Weekend game. 
And then I think it was 2010, maybe 2011, where they beat us in the playoffs. So that was probably the biggest competitive game between the two, in, certainly in the Super League era. Yeah. Um, so that, that, yeah, that was a tough one to take, but yeah. there aren't many. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Callum, Callum, didn't you read Paul Cook's book once, his autobiography? Yeah, it was all right, actually. When he yeah. just said, like, they, they rocked up in the tunnel and he was there playing yeah, for the other team. I think they wouldn't give him a testimonial or something. Or they didn't ask the RFL if he could have a testimonial, so he just buggered off. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So a good player in there, wasn't he? Could have been amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, so anyway, obviously it's derby this week, but what does it mean to win this derby? Do you have an extra spring in your step during the week? Do you have mates who are Robins fans that you can laugh at all week? Not so many mates who are Robins fans, thankfully, but I mean... He's <laughs> a proper fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's it's just anxious. It's just anxious energy. I don't have a spring in my step. I never never have even. We could be going into the derby with the best form, um, top of the league, no injuries, and I'd still be nervous because it's that old cliche: the form form book goes out the window when mm. it when it comes to the derby. Um, and we all try and play it down, and say it doesn't mean much, just two points, but it is a big game. You know, there's a lot of passion, there's a lot of bitterness as well, and yeah, it's about getting one over on them. You know, in a purely sporting sense, they are our historical enemy, and I want I'd expect this, exactly the same from them as well. So. Yeah, it's a big one. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm going to ask everybody this question, but which is the biggest derby? The whole derby or Saints and Wigan? You, begrudgingly, you've got to say Saints and Wigan because they're both at the top end of the table. They're both competing for trophies. And until both whole clubs are there doing it consistently... Um, I don't think we can lay claim to being the biggest derby. I think we can say it's the most passionate, probably the most, I'll use that word again, the most bitterness involved, but the biggest, no, no, unfortunately not. I don't think I can say that. Well, that's your pole blown up in smoke, Callum. Well, I thought <laughs> it was going to be a two-all pole. Yeah, <laughs> now it's looking it's looking decidedly like 3-1 three, one. Three, one in Lancashire, isn't it? Well, well I, didn't, I like the answer, I like the honest answer. But, uh, yeah, my, my pole's gone up in smoke. Yeah. I'll tell you what Sam yeah. says there about it's the most bitter. I've been to Batley Dewsbury. You should see that one. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> we could start the debate about what's a true derby. Oh, okay. That's, that's a whole new podcast, that, Sam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So It's a proper city derby, two clubs in the same in the same city. And I know that Saints and Wigan fans will be digging out Wikipedia, you know, the Wikipedia entry for the Lord Derby so-and-so, so-and-so, yeah. saying he says this was the... Nah, it's two towns separated by hill. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, <laughs> moving on to this week. Moving on to this week, Sam, where's it uh, Where's it won and lost for Hull FC? Um, for us, it's on Jake Connor, and we're, we're a bit of a one-trick pony, if I'm honest. We've, certainly at the weekend, we, we didn't get Jake into into the field position to work his magic and that's our whole our whole game plan hinges on that really we've got to get him in the opponent's 20-30 metres mm. to cause havoc we've got very little threat elsewhere so it's ultimately down to a forwards battle um, keep our discipline um, don't do anything silly with the ball um, keep it simple until we can get it on a platform for Jake yeah and you would think that 
with the pack that you have as well, you would be able to quite easily get him into that opposition. Now, if you look at Satai, Sao, Manu Mao, it's a big pack. It is, and barring Taylor, I think everyone's fit. Mm. Um, I think there's a question mark over maybe Jordan Lane um, and maybe Savelio for the weekend as well. But, um, you know, we've got pretty much the biggest pack in the league. You'd ex- You'd expect us to dominate field position or we should be mm. um, the, the issue is like Huddersfield did really well to shut Jake down at the weekend and if, if Rovers do that then I'm not sure we have a plan B mm. we, when we just spoke to to Joe he, he had the thought that uh, if Houghton started at nine then that would play mm. into Hull KR's favour yeah he thought Lovadua was a lot quicker around the road didn't he mm. he is yeah I don't think Houghton's an 80-minute player anymore, and he's he's been used too much. And we signed Lovadua to to offer that um, a dummy half, um, but he's, he's had to fill in elsewhere. He's been at six, back row, um, thirteen, I think. So, mm. just I, I probably agree with him. I think Parcells been really good for Rovers this year, yeah. and and I'd like to see Lovadua. I did I did see it on Twitter. Hull FC posted a picture of. Love to do a training at Dummy House. I don't know if that's just to tease us a little bit, but um, I'd expect Hodgson to do something a bit different this this week. Yeah, I mean, talking of Hodgson, do you, I mean, if they lose this game, do you think the pressure mounts on him a little bit more? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. He had a he had a terrible back end to last season, uh, and a really good first half to last season. Um, and I think he, he got through that. I think I can't remember the exact stat, but I think we lost nine out of ten games at the back end of last year, which is atrocious, really. Um, so I don't know. I don't think. I certainly don't think he'll get sacked. Um, and he he has sorted a lot of things out, so we're, our discipline's much better, um, and we don't see the drubbings like we used to get under Radford um, every few games. Um, Castle getting them. But, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, pressure's on. Yeah, pressure will definitely be on if we lose. Okay. Well, because yeah, it's very congested in already, um, and we could quite easily easily drop into the bottom four. Mm. Well, finally, then Sam, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. And Go what on. is your prediction for this week's game? Then, um, predicting a win, but a very narrow one. I think it'll be between two and four points, but in our favour. Okay. 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 You know we have a saying on the pod, Sam, in the in the predictions league that if you predict your team that's going to win by two, that means you don't really think they're going to win at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a famous before, saying on the it, pod, Callum, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's you, you. You can't take anything from the form book. Um, all I'm looking at is that we've got. Pretty much our best 17 out. Um, question marks over Savelio, Tumivave, and obviously Taylor's not playing. Michael Lewis is, um, is is injured for six to eight weeks, I think. I think they've announced that this yeah, afternoon. Right, so yeah. that, that's that's massive for, for Rovers. Um, but I fancy us. I fancy us to, you know, I fancy a response after Huddersfield. Okay. Well, you stick you so, stick to four because it sounds so much. Go more on then. I'll say for, I'll say yeah, four because yeah. it just okay. sounds more convincing, doesn't it? it sounds like <laughs> yeah. you actually believe it, you know. <laughs> so, listen, Sam. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, no problem. If you're listening to this, give Sam a follow at Kes13. 
and there's some uh, some uh, quite wonderful texts on there. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, <laughs> just give him a follow and uh, all things Hull FC. And uh, hopefully, Sam, we shall get you on again soon, and we'll and we'll speak a little bit more in depth. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Thanks, Thanks a lot, Sam. Thanks for me. Thank you. No Thank worries. You. Bye. Bye. Wow, I'm surprised at the um, the Derby response. I'm very surprised at the uh, Derby response. Well, let's see what our next guest says, shall we? Yes. Because on the line, representing the Wigan Warriors, we're crossing the Pennines for the, for the other Derby, Saints versus Wigan, and we've got our Wigan fan, uh, Johnny, on the line. Johnny, are you there with us? Hi, boys. You all right? Yeah, Hi, fine. Mate. Thank you for coming on. We've just been saying that this is your second season with the pod. You, you've, you're, you're practically a veteran, aren't you? <laughs> Coming back for more every exactly, time. Exactly, yeah. So, um, anyway, welcome, welcome once again. Um, Thank you. Derby week, always a always a big one, and always gets the mind flashing back, Johnny. So, what's um, what are your best memories of Derby Day? <sighs> I mean, recent years, I'd probably say the uh, the Farrell one in 2011. I nearly missed that game. Actually, I, I drove back from Wales that day. And I'm so glad I didn't miss that. If I'd have missed that, I'd have gone crazy. <laughs> um, and then probably, I think, did we win seven or eight in a row at one point? I think 2010 to 2017, I think we, we won all them Good Friday. So they were pretty good. It was always a, a pretty good yeah, uh, routine. No matter how we fared uh, against them for the rest of the season, we always seemed to turn them over on Good Friday. Yeah, mm. and Saints were a pretty low ebb for a lot of those years as well, weren't they? Well, so. Yeah, yeah, I think they, they seem to like pick up towards the end of the year, didn't they? But like the, towards the beginning there on Good Friday, they're not quite throwing the feet yet. So we seem to uh, we seem to get the better of them at mm. yeah, that stage. Anyway. No, it's good. And um, what about the worst ones then? What are the ones that haunt you? What are the ones that keep you awake at night? <laughs> <laughs> good Good Friday derbies, or just any? No, any, any in general. Any, oh God! Well, obviously that. 2020 grand final still just <laughs> random memories of that every time I see it on Facebook it pops up there it'll be on TV when it and it's oh it's horrible because it could have just gone any that game both teams were brilliant in that game yeah. mm. any team could have won it and I Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> that's that's one of them clips that's going to just be around forever it's as well. Gonna, yeah. And, I mean, and, I think they even yeah. showed I've watched Shane from Catalan the other day and they even showed it in the in build-up that. to that as well. <laughs> and and for God's sake. Yeah, no escape. Avoid. There's even the, nope. uh, the the still photo of Wellsby actually putting the ball down and gets shown a lot yeah. as well, doesn't mm. it? Because it's just inside ah, the line and yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. So, horrible. Yeah, yeah. It no, didn't, good, good it didn't help that I was actually I was going to work right after that. I was on night that, that night. And I said to him, I said, I'm going to be late and watching this gone final. Like, yeah, yeah, no, it's all right. Um, and I literally had my bag on the shoulder. Wait, I said, it goes to extra time. I'm going to have to go to work and try and watch it at work. Oh. And I had the bag on the shoulder waiting to go. And then as soon as it hit, the, the kick hit the crossbar, I thought, oh, Bevan will just catch this and run it out and that'll be it. And it bounced and I thought, oh my God, I'm going. I'm not even staying to, to try. I'm not even waiting. Well, it could have been worse. You could have been there. Things like that. Well, there was yeah, nobody that, allowed in, was what? there? So you could have, you it could have been I worse, I think. That. Yeah. That is the only saving grace that nobody was there to witness mm. that. <laughs> 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 Ugh, oh, horrible. well. Well, we'll move on from that uh, disappointment and we'll try and bring you back up a bit. Um, but <laughs> obviously, the Derby week and that. Uh, what does it mean to win this Derby? 
I, it's, I mean, it's a bit of a cliche. It's bragging rights, and that you know, it's a, always a big, the big tradition. Good Friday. We've not had one for like three years now. Is it 2019 since the last had one? Um, and it's always it sets you up for the rest of the year. It gives you bragging rights for the rest of the year. I know we've got them again in the cup in a few weeks, but it just—I don't know—it just means more than any other time you play. When you play them again later on in the season, that's never really talked about as much as a good Friday game. You know, that's always uh, the one I think both sets of fans look for every uh, every year. No, I agree. It's um, I, I think it's the biggest biggest day in. Rugby league calendar. Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, yeah, obviously, Wigan and Saints fans are going to say that, and Hull and Hull KR are going to say that theirs is, aren't they? But I think definitely in terms of like where team where the teams have finished over the last sort of ten, maybe even twenty years. You know, Wigan and Saints have always been up there. I know you said like sort of mid to twenty fifteen time Saints haven't been the best, but they've always seemed to. Be there or thereabouts come the end of the year, and so uh, so Wigan. Mm. Well, I'm asking everyone this question, Johnny. Which is the biggest derby? Hull derby, Saints and Wigan. <laughs> oh, Saints and Wigan easily, easily. <laughs> well, you're the third person I've asked, and do you want to know what the score is? Gone. <laughs> Bearing in mind the first two. Oh yeah, the first home. two with it. We did the Hull derby before yeah. this, and it's two one yeah. to Saints and Wigan. Oh. Sam, Sam our Hull FC fan. Um, did so he pick Wigan? He did actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> where's what he's talking about, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> where's it? Um, where's it won and lost this week, Johnny? Um, I think it'll be won and lost in our ability to handle Warnsley. I, I mean, he's obviously he's obviously like a massive player for them and I think when he didn't play against Toulouse I'm not saying they're a one-man team because by no means not but I think if we, if we can control him and shut him down and stop him making I mean he's doing it against Catalan when he was just making runs for fun but I think if we can control their pack and get likes of Evan French and Jay Field a bit of space I think we've got a, we've got a good chance that, that must be pleasing for you as well with Jay Field signing a <clears> two-year extension no, massively. I mean, I didn't expect that at all. And I thought, I thought if we're lucky, because uh, we could get one of them down, because it's obviously Hardacre and French as well. Three fullbacks you probably walk into any team. Yeah. But yeah, I thought if we could just get one of them to stay another year. Yeah. Thought we might be all right, but yeah, to get him to do two with an option of three is pretty, yeah, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Terrible promotional video. You see, it? <laughs> you see it in the video for announcing the sign that it was shocking my favourite part of that video yeah. was when he asked that kid to go to many games and he went uh, some yeah. <laughs> and he went who's your favourite player uh, you are yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a bit cringe wasn't it that bit? it was brilliant so um, and then where do you see where do you see the dangers coming apart from Wormsley where do you see the dangers coming from for Saints Again, like going back to just going back to, to Saturday watching that game, they've got threats everywhere, haven't they? You know, that Lewis Dell's a good player. Wellesby's obviously a good player. They've got the centres. Uh, I think he's 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 got banned, is it? Uh, Sivernan. Sivernan, yeah. yeah. He's got banned, hasn't he? But, no, I think they've got threats everywhere. You can't sort of focus on one aspect because they've got 
players that can hurt you all over the place. Obviously, got Lomax as well. He's probably one of the best, if not the best, standoff in the comp. Mm, yeah, and I imagine you think you, you know you see your threats coming from field and French and but Farrell for me has been tremendous this season. Still, evergreen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think Tommy Lulai as well. I mean. I don't know if, if outsiders have seen it as much, but when he announced that he was staying another year, most Wigan fans were like, oh, mm. Mm. you don't think it won too many and time to wrap it up and call it a day. But he's been phenomenal for us this year. You know, I mean, I like Cade Cost. I think he's a good player. He's still settling into the English game and stuff like that. But Lulai, who didn't really do much at all for the last couple of years, I think... Even the 2020 season, when we had a good season, he wasn't outstanding, but he's been brilliant this year. I don't know where, I don't know where he's been hiding it. He's just been saving up for one last hurrah. But. Yeah, I suppose it helps him having all that pace around him as well, if he can do the organising, doesn't it, as well? Mm. Oh, yeah. Got people yeah, running yeah. off him now, hasn't he? Where he's, he yeah, like you said, there's, there's, like there's a lot of, a lot of pace now, so he can sort of just focus on his game. I think that's something else that's coming this year, like, Last year, Hastings was like criticised for trying to do too many jobs, and he was trying to play like one, six, seven, and nine at times as well, you know. And and now we've got those uh, players in them positions, and the likes of Lulawai and Field, they can all uh, just focus on their own, doing their own job. Yeah, absolutely. Well, finally, Johnny, just to wrap it up, I'll put you on the spot. What's your prediction? (laughs) (laughs) See. I don't know. I, I said, Marissa said to me, are you, are you confident? I went, not really. So I'm going into it expecting, not expecting much, but we'll have a good day anyway. And But I can't back against them, can I? <laughs> 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 I mean, you know what? I think it's the best chance we've had to beat them for a while. I know we beat them um, back end of 2020, didn't we? But last year, we never really came close with injuries and just generally playing poor when they were playing really good. But... Mm. I think I think it's probably the best chance we've had to beat him for a while. So, but I'll go for Wigan by four. Oh, okay, okay, brilliant, brilliant. An optimistic one. An optimistic one. But <laughs> well, could have been worse. Could have said two. Could have been two, and that yeah. means you don't really think they're going to win at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> brilliant, Johnny. Thank you so much for coming on, and not a problem. And hopefully, we can get you on and talk a little bit more in depth uh, about what's going on uh, in Warriors Land yep. really soon. Gladly, yeah. yeah. All right, smashing. Thank you so much, mate. No worries, boys. Thanks a lot, Johnny. See you soon. Bye. Bye. So, Callum, do you think think four, like predicting by four is like the new two because people know what we think? You've slagged people saying by two off that much. People are going to have to say four now. They're frightened to say two now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if our next guest will predict a win by two. What do you think? I don't think he will. No, I don't think he will either. Um, And... Last but certainly not least on our Derby special, I'm delighted once again to speak to Gray, who again is another he's another pod veteran, isn't he? He's a pod veteran, he yeah. is. Yeah. Gray, are you there for us? Yeah, the old timers here. Yeah. <laughs> well, the old timer this week, uh, this this episode, should I say, um, isn't representing the whole of rugby league, but just uh, just Saints, aren't you this week? Yeah, but more of a limited scope. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, talk to me about derbies, Gray. Talk to me about talk to me about your best memories of a, of a Saints Wigan derby. 
I tell you what, the, the 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 best memories I have are when you go into a game and you don't know if you're going to win and you're worried that you're going to lose. They're the best ones because the wins mean so much more when you're really, really worried about the game. And so I always look back and the, the times I've really loved derbies were kind of like late 80s, early 90s when Wigan was so much better than Saints. And you used to you used to look forward to them for weeks but knew you'd probably get beat. And occasionally you wouldn't. And I remember um, Good Friday 1990, I think it was, when we trounced Wigan 35-10. It was a month after we'd lost the Cup semi-final. That was a that was a brilliant day. I'll remember that forever. Yeah. And for for um, for older people who remember it, um, Lancashire Cup. I think it was the year after actually ninety one. We played Wigan in the semi final at Knowsley Road, and there were seventeen eighteen thousand, and we beat Wigan. It was kind of like the de facto final because I think we were playing Swinton in the final, yeah. and we beat Wigan that night. It was an amazing, amazing, amazing atmosphere. And they're the kind of games I always really remember. Everyone says 75 nil. I kind of thought that was a bit boring in comparison because I kind of went into the game thinking we were going to win and we did win and it was great and everything. But I always remember the games where you're really worried about losing and you know you're going to have to be brilliant to win and it means so much more. Yeah. No, you're right. I'm, do you know what, Callum? I, I missed the Lancashire Cup. Yeah. I mean, I I've never experienced it. Well, you so. haven't, have you? I mean, yeah. I mean, I haven't, and Gray has. You could, you could only imagine the crowds that get out. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's not on my season ticket. I'm not <laughs> going. Do you know what, though, Gray? I mean, you know what, Gray? It used to be massive, didn't it? It was, a, it was a big thing, wasn't it? Oh yeah, you think about the final in um, what was it, eighty four, eighty five, when there was like thirty thousand at Central Park, and yeah, the Malvern when, England when, one, yeah. When Saints won it in ninety one, whatever it was, and we hadn't won anything for a few years. It was a it was a really big thing, you know, yeah. winning a winning a trophy. It was you know, it was a step down from the obviously the League Challenge Cup and the the League Cup, whatever it was called, JPS Regal. But it was I always enjoyed it. I was I was treated it seriously and I was always annoyed we didn't win it more. Yeah, that's right. There was some there was uh, no matter who you played in the Lancashire Cup, there were some feisty games, that's for sure. Mm. Um, and then we had the final year after 92 when Wigan won 5-4 at Nosley Road there was one try in the whole game that was yeah. a that was a proper battle that game and yeah. uh, again that was gutted we lost that game yeah no you're right um, what about well you might have started to to answer the next question which was what are the worst Derby ones that you've had where, where are the ones that like just um, you wake up with nightmares in the night remembering them oh um 89 Cup final, um, 27 nil. Can't can't ever get over that. Um, that Lancashire Cup final. There was a, there was a time, probably maybe around the end of Millward's time, where Wigan started getting the better of us, and um, I think they I think like they beat us with a load of kids on Good Friday. But you can't get past that Wembley defeat. That was that was that was devastating. And then they beat us again two years later. We, we put up a bit of a show that year, but the the 89 Cup finals are. You can't you can't get worse than that, I don't think. No. Um no, you're absolutely right. I think that's that's a stand that's a standout winner, isn't it, I think, in that in that category. Yeah, well if we if we if we ever lost a game to Wigan that hurt worse than that, you know, it that would be a it would be a bad, bad day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what does it mean to win the Derby Grey? What what does it mean to you? What does it mean to the town? Do you have an extra spring in your step during the week? Yeah, it's a, it's it's just it's just a game that means more. It's a game that you look forward to more. I mean, in the regular season now, I mean, it's it's a game that stands out, isn't it? I mean, when in in the playoff era, there are a few games in the regular season that you really really get up for, and Wigan's one of them. Doesn't matter when you play them, it just it means more. It's it's local bragging rights. 
the, the fact that you know we've been two of the probably the three best teams in the last 15 20 years it, it means loads to beat your rivals it means loads to be one of the best teams um yeah i i, I i'm not going to say it means more than other derbies but Saints Wigan has always been special and, and it's and it's not even been important for us to be the best two teams either even though we have been up and up, up there in the last 10-15 years even if one of us is struggling and the other one's doing really well it's never it's never diluted it it's always been massive it's always been a big game it's always been something I've looked forward to it's always got good crowds yeah there's just there's something special about it history history means stuff you can't fabricate this stuff it, it you know it goes from generation to generation and you know kids growing up now feel the same way as i did in the 80s when we played wigan it's 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 a great thing and we're going to play them twice in four weeks it's um you know it's um it's going to be it's going to be absolutely manic this week leading up to the game and then we have to do it all again in probably what's a bigger game in four weeks for the semi-final so it's um it's going to be a fun month or so hopefully yeah, definitely well i've asked everybody this question Greg, and you're the last person i've got to ask which is the biggest derby? Hull derby, Saints and Wigan. Oh, I'd, I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Um, I don't think it's an argument that I'm going to spend too long discussing. I think Saints Wigan's a bigger derby. What? I think it's got. I think it's. I think it's got. Well, it is the derby, obviously, isn't it? The the the, the word derby emanates from Saint Helens and Wigan from back in the day. Um, the Hull derby's got loads going for it, but I think Saints and Wigan's always been. It's always been more important. It's always had a bigger feel to it. Um, yeah, I think Saints and Wigan is, is the bigger derby, but you know, I've no I've no bother with anyone at Hull saying differently. That's fine. Well, oh. the results are in for me, little Paul. That's four people: <laughs> Hull, KR, Hull, Saints, and Wigan. And what, the results. What do you think the score was, Gray? Before before we give the results out, uh, you've, you've asked three people before me, so I'd yeah. say it was two-one the other way. So it's now two-all with your score, yeah? Yeah. Well, well, it yeah. was Saints Wigan three. Yeah. One. <laughs> there so you go. There's the answer to the burning question in rugby league. Where's where's it um where's it won and lost this week, Gray, potentially for Saints? I can't believe he didn't put Leeds Bradford in there, by the way. Oh, um, just, yeah. Forgot that was a derby now. What's next? Warring- <laughs> what's next? Warrington Witness? What's yeah. next? <laughs> Uh, the, the the game on Friday. I I just I honestly I I think I think Saints are a cut above Wigan. I I think Saints, if Saints play anything like their best, they'll win the game. Wigan have got a little bit of width, a little bit of pace, but I don't think they match up in the forwards. I think if Saints Saints roll them over, I think Saints will get on top. I've been really happy with the way we played in terms of um spreading the ball around. I, I I'm I'm really confident Saints will win the game. I. I don't think it's one of these ones where's the game going to be won. I just think if Saints turn up and play well with a crowd behind them, I think they're just too strong for the game. Yeah, I mean, I mean you talk about the pack there. You mentioned the pack, but uh, Simonon's out as well as Matauti now. I mean, so the second row's the second row's out, really, isn't it? Mm. We've got Batchelor yeah. in, but, you know. Yeah, but we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We've 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 uh, we've, we've used the squad well. I, I'm not worried about players who come in and you know if they, they can put a shift in for 80 minutes or 60 minutes, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. So, are you worried about the threats from Wigan anywhere? Um, well, Field's a good place. Got a lot of tries. He's um, he's he gets a lot of yards. He's dangerous if you give him space. They've they've got they've got a decent second row. They work really hard. You know, they're they're a good team. Wigan. I'm surprised by them. They're doing better than I thought they were going to do. Um, although I did have them ahead of Leeds 
who were your tip at the start of the season. I haven't been on here to um, <laughs> laugh about that. All right, Grant, um, calm down. Um, there. Like, <laughs> was he, can you mute? But, his, um, can you mute his mic or something? Like, oh, no, but, I can't. But I didn't. I didn't. I didn't think they'd be second in the league. I didn't think they'd win six out of seven. I mean, they've not really played anybody. They played Catalan and got beat. But I, I've been. I've been surprised at how well they've done this year. I mean, they're a, they're a good team. They're a top three or four team, but. No, I'm 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 honestly not that worried about them. It's a it, you, you know you'll have me on next week after we lose twenty eight nil. Yeah, Well, finally, great. Uh, I'll put you on the spot. Uh, what's your score prediction for Good Friday? Um, thirty two ten. Yeah, he thought about that beforehand, didn't he? Yeah, that was a quick no, answer. I, he's been, I, I, he's been I telling everybody that this week, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I actually didn't. I said I'm not going to go for Saints by two. I'm going to go for Saints by twenty-two. So there you go. That's the yeah, good yeah. That's the biggest. That's the biggest prediction we've had in all these derbies, isn't it? It's it is not yeah. unsurprisingly. I like the confidence. I do. I like it. So people always people always think they're going to be really close games. They're going to be tense and everything. It probably will be for twenty thirty minutes, but we we've had a habit. I mean, we did it last weekend. I mean, you you play a close game and it's intense, and when we get on top, and the other team realizes, you know, we're, we're not doing these today. We, uh, we 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 kind of we make the scoreline look nice, look a lot better in the last twenty thirty minutes. I think we'll do that against Wigan. Okay, brilliant. Semi semi final might be a different might be a different thing. If if we're going to lose in that game, I think they'll keep going for eighty minutes. But if the, if they think the battle's lost on Friday, I think they may. Um, I think they may let us get in a few times last twenty minutes or so. Okay, excellent. So thanks, great. That's brilliant. Yeah, amazing. Um, and no doubt we will uh, we'll get you on soon because we want to talk about an update on the uh, the letter stuff from last year and and the uh, the the issues in, in rugby league as a whole. We're not getting into that now because we'll be on for another hour. Uh, but we want to try and get an update on that soon, and we want to try and talk all things Saints as well. So uh, no doubt we'll be speaking to you uh, in a lot more in depth uh, very soon. Great, I look forward to it. Smashing. Thank you for coming on tonight, Gray. We really appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. All right, mate. Brilliant. No thank you, mate. Enjoy the game. Thank you. Speak right. soon, mate. Bye. See you, mate. How good was that for Derby Week? That was excellent, that, wasn't it? They were just superb. All four of them, weren't they? We've got some good fans, haven't we? Haven't we? Yeah. It was brilliant. Who's most confident out of the four? Well, I think there's only one winner there, wasn't there? <laughs> Great. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the other three pretty much worried as a whole. Mm. The whole, but then Gray was like, "Nah, nah we're just, gonna... this, this is easy, yeah." yeah. Well, interesting. Let's see, eh? Let's see. But that, that was really good. I really enjoyed that tonight. It was good, and, and it was good to see people's memories about what was what their best Derby memories were as well. Yeah, I don't think he liked it much when you asked him the worst ones, though. No, oh, it's painful, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, last section of the pod tonight. It is the last section of the pod. Last but not least, because it's this. Move forward podcast prediction league with six again. That's right, prediction time, and on the phone as always is Brian from Six Again. Brian, how are you, mate? Hello, boys. How are we? Hi, Brian. Well. Brian, we've got a we've got a special guest for you tonight. Oh, hello. oh, oh, oh! Hello. Hello. He's he's got a microphone. Woohoo! So, how much did you pay for that, Bob? <laughs> More than it's worth, mate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Right, Bry, uh 
Prediction League. Um, do you want to tell us who the uh, uh, who the uh, representatives are this week? Yeah, well, considering there's three of you, you three, yep. for starters, um, myself, uh, we have Leeds fan Jordan Hoddard, uh, for Lancashire we have St. Biffy, and for the insiders we have former Daily Mirror correspondent Gareth Walker. Yes, Gareth was on the pod last uh, last season, wasn't he? he was, yeah, uh, one of my favourite ones. Though. It was, yeah, he was brilliant. So, uh, uh, yeah, so let's see how Gareth does then, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, and Jordan, Jordan's moaned about not being involved this year in the pod, so we've given the prediction slot, haven't we, for Yorkshire? Just throwing him a bone. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right. Right, you want to take us away? Yeah, first, first, the first game this week, boys, is Catalan for Toulouse, half seven on Thursday on Sky. Uh, well, the inaugural... French derby, isn't it, in Super League this week? Um, I think there's only going to be one winner. I know Tompkins is out for a few weeks, but I'm going to say Catalan by 26. Yeah, looking forward to the game itself. Again, like you said, first taste of all French rugby in Super League. I'm going to say Catalans by 20. Well, I've just changed from 26 to 28 because you said 26. Fair enough. Catalans 28. Got to try and catch now, though, haven't you? I have, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clean sweep for Cats, boys. Um, Yorkshire, Jordan has gone Cats, Catalans by 16. St. Bafie for Lancashire, Catalans by 24. Gareth for the insiders, Catalans by 8. And myself, as much as Tompkins has gone, Morgs back, Catalans by 18. Mm. Very good. Uh, next game, Bri? Uh, again, Wakefield v. Castleford. Uh, 7.45 kickoff. Um. I think this could be an interesting game, but I think the the, the form that, that Wakey have been in recently in the league, I think they'll they'll win. I'm going to say Wakefield by 10. Yeah, uh, both looking for a, a bounce back following that Challenge Cup exit, but uh, I'm going to tip uh, Castleford. I'm going to go Castleford by 6. And I've gone Wakefield by 12, because I've just changed it from 10, because you said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jordan for Yorkshire's gone Wakefield by 8. St. Biffy for Lancashire, Wakefield by 12. Gathered for the Insiders, Castleford by 6. And I've gone Wakefield by 6. Okay. Brilliant. Uh, what's after that? We've got Thursday at 8 o'clock, Leeds v. Huddersfield. Uh, yeah, tough game to call this one, but I, I, just the form that Leeds are on at the minute, I can't see anything than a Huddersfield win. So for that reason, I'm going Huddersfield by 10. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to say Huddersfield 14. Uh, and I'm going to say Huddersfield 6, but I want to, I, 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 I know the predictions for the rest of them on this one, so I want I just want your reaction from this. Okay. Uh, same beefy for Lancashire, Huddersfield by 14. Gathered for the insiders, Huddersfield by 10. I think it's going to be a close derby and gone Huddersfield by 4. And Jordan, Leeds fan for Yorkshire, Leeds by 3. <laughs> <laughs> Callum is absolutely appalled at this moment, aren't you? Three, yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't think they're going to win, but can't say two. See what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> they're all frightened. To, everyone's frightened to say two. <laughs> we need to move swiftly on from this game. That's as bad as. Uh, oh my god, it gets. Clocks. It does get worse. But carry on. Next right. game, bro. Again, Thursday at 8 o'clock, Waddington v Salford, big derby. 
Uh, yeah, uh, Warrington, uh, I think, really need to bounce back after these uh, five losses in a row. Uh, I know Salford have lost the last two in a row as well and were looking to bounce back themselves, but I really think Warrington need this win and I'm going to go for Warrington by 14 for that reason. Yeah, I I think Warrington will win as well. They desperate. I just I don't know. Just can't see him losing it. I said that last couple of weeks though. But I'm going to say Warrington by eight. Uh, I'm going to go Warrington eighteen. We've got Saint Bithy, Saint Bithy for Lancashire. Salford by four. Mm. Gareth for the Insiders. Warrington by ten. I've gone Warrington by sixteen. And Jordan for Yorkshire has gone not only a draw. A sneak drop goal, golden points as well. So his official guess is a draw. Is a draw, <laughs> right? Does he know how this prediction league works? Yeah, that's why. It's no wonder Yorkshire are bottom, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, if 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 it's not a draw, then either team wins. He gets no points anyway. Full stop. <laughs> this, I can't see it coming off if this comes off. And then. he's done two rounds. Yeah. <sighs> What a bad week to pick him, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, Yorkshire. <laughs> yeah. uh, right, what's the uh, next game, Bray? Hey, Hull KRF, Hull FC, Sky, 12.30. Um, having spoken to both Hull fans tonight, um, I think that KR will win, and they'll win by 10. Yeah, I think after speaking to those the the fans and and listening to that as well, uh, both look. I think just Hulk KR just on that bit more form. I think um, I'm going to go Hulk KR by four, and for Reynolds not to drink any more pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've gone Hulk KR eight. Okay, I've also gone Hulk KR eight. Gathered to the insiders, Hulk KR by two. Same Biffy for Lancashire, Hull KR by 10, and Jordan for Yorkshire. Sensible, Hull KR by 4. Very well. <laughs> and what is officially after tonight the biggest derby in the league after yep. it won 3 1? Yeah. So um, I'm guessing we've got Saints and Wigan left, bro. I thought that was Waddington for Salford. <laughs> biggest derby in the league. This <laughs> <laughs> game is St. Helens v. Wigan Friday, 3 o'clock on Sky. Um, I, after watching Saints at the weekend, thought they were amazing. They were brilliant. Um, you know, a really good win against a really strong team, and with Christian Wolf coming out and saying that they weren't even at the best, um, I think it's quite a, a scary prospect, really. So I'm going to say Saints by fourteen. Yeah, I think uh, both put down big statements in the Challenge Cup. Uh, but I am going to go with Saints by 8, quite uh, confidently on that one. And I'm going Saints by 16, because I've just changed it from 14, because you said it. St. <laughs> <laughs> Biffy for Lancashire, Saints by 16. Gareth for the Insiders, Saints by 8. Myself, Saints by 4. Jordan for Yorkshire, Wigan by 6. Mm. Okay, and that takes us nicely on to... Monday, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. So we've uh, got a double round this the week. The Easter Monday we? that doesn't exist, but it well, now it does. Exist. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. So what have we got for the first game on that round, Bry? It's on Sky. Castleford Leeds, Monday at three o'clock. Uh, yeah. 
similar reasons to the uh, to the Huddersfield game. Really, feel a bit sorry for Leeds. Tough, tough weekend for them, but I just again can't say anything than a Castleford win, and I'm going Cast by twelve. Mm, feels weird to say Cast, but I'm gonna no disrespect to Cast, but obviously I was expecting big things from Leeds, uh, but I'm gonna say Cast by eight. In terms of entertainment value for Cast fans, they've got it made over East, don't they? They've got the Derby against Wakefield, and they've got Leeds on Monday. Mm. That's, that's two great games for the fans, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna go Leeds on this one because I think that they'll have knocked each other out on uh, on Thursday, so I'm gonna go Leeds by ten. Okay. Fair enough. Jordan for Yorkshire's gone Leeds by 14. St. Biffy for Lancashire, Castleford by 18. Gather for the insiders, Castleford by 10. And myself, I've got two. Castleford by four. And a photo to emerge of Gary Edmonton with the West Tigers CEO on holiday somewhere. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I oh, like it. Uh, next game, Bray? What the steel for St. Helens, Monday, 3 o'clock. This could be, I think this could go either way because obviously it's, you know, where they are in the leagues. Um, you don't know how they're going to react exactly. to the first uh, you know, game if, if as well. If they both win on Friday, then that usually, usually rests a few more. If they lose, if one of them loses, then they might want to pick up them points back quickly. Um, but it's hard to, obviously it's hard to predict, so I'm just going to go with Saints by 10. Yeah, I, I agree with the, the very what you said there, Callum. Just... Very hard to predict, not knowing the the past results, and uh, I think if Saints and Wigan potentially knock the stuffing out of each other, you, you could what you would say see an upset from Huddersfield. But I just think Saints are too strong at the moment, so without knowing the result, I am going to go with Saints by eight, and I'm going to go Saints twelve on the assumption that Ian Millward doesn't come back and drop all the team. <laughs> We've got a clean sweep, Jordan for Yorkshire, Saints by eighteen. St. Biffy Flanches, also Saints by 18. Gathered for the inside, the Saints by 6. And myself, the Saints by 10. Okay. Very good. Uh, next one? Southern for Catalan, Monday, 3 o'clock. Um, I think that, that Catalan will be too strong uh, for Salford. I'm going to say Catalan by 16. Yeah, same again. Uh, I think Catalans are just a little bit too strong for them. I'm going to go Catalan by 10. Uh, I'm going to go Catalan 24. I think they'll have an easier game the few days before, and I don't think it'll have taken too much out of them. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. We've got a clean sweep. Jordan for Yorkshire, Catalan by 14. St. Biffy for Lancashire, Catalan by 20. Gareth for the insiders, Catalan by 8. And myself, Catalan by 16. Okay, um, next game. To lose the Hulk KR Monday 3 o'clock UK time. I think we should let Bobby go last on this one. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. Okay. He's got a cheeky grin on his face there. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say um, Hulk KR by 18. I think this will be... Sorry. No, no, go on. You, I think this will be close. So yeah. I'm going Hulk KR 4. Okay. Um, I've actually tipped to lose to win by four. I think Hull KR and Hull will just be a really tough game. I think it'll take a lot out of the players and then travelling over quite quickly. Mm. Uh, plus, Toulouse don't really have an away game this weekend. Obviously, playing mm. Catalans in France, I don't think there's much pressure on them mm. to travel and stuff. So, yeah, I think Toulouse could 
pip them and go, I'm going to go Toulouse by four. Good argument. Yeah, fair enough. Bobby's the only one to go for Toulouse. Uh, Jordan for Yorkshire, Hull KR by 20. Tim Biffy for Lancashire, Hull KR by 16. Gavin, the inside this Hull And I'm the same as you. I've said Hull KR. Sorry, Brian, I lost you there. Just as you were telling me Gareth Walker's prediction. Yeah, Gareth's gone Hull KR by six. And I think the same as Andy, but I've gone Hull KR by two. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um. Very good. Uh, next game then, Bri? Rebound of last weekend, Wigan v Wakefield, Monday, 3 o'clock. This, uh, yeah, like, like Bri says, challenge, cup quarter panel, repeat. Um, I think Wakefield might be a bit more stretched, especially if they pick up one or two more knocks. I think Wigan's squad depth is probably slightly better, so I'm going to say Wigan by 14. Yeah, I think the same. Um, I think... Both have got a t- uh, difficult Friday, both playing uh, the big rivals, so uh, I don't think it matters too much in that respect, but I do think that Wigan maybe have just a little bit too much depth, and I'm going to go Wigan by 12. I think one game too many in this current run for Wakefield, and I'm going to go Wigan by 32. Mm. We've got a clean sweep. Oh, sorry. No, I was just saying it was a bold prediction. Sorry, Brad, go on. It's not, not only that, he's, he's fell, he totally fell off that bandwagon he was on a couple of weeks ago as well, hasn't he? <laughs> 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 only, um, only for this week. <laughs> we've got a clean sweep. Jordan for Yorkshire's gone Wigan by 18. As has St. Biffy for Lancashire. Got it for the insiders, Wigan by 10. And I've gone Wigan by 14. Okay, and I'm guessing that leaves us with one more game, does it? Yeah, Sky, half five, Monday, Hull FC fee, Warrington. I I think this one all comes down to uh, Friday. I think it depends on if Hull come away with that win or not against Hull KR personally. Um, but I do think that Warrington might just pip them and get a bit of form going again for them. And I think they're going to have a good weekend, so I'm going to go Warrington by four. Mm, this could go either way, depending on... Results for, for for either team, um, but because I've predicted uh, Rovers to win the derby, I think Hull will be looking to bounce back and bounce back very quickly. Uh, so I'm going to say Hull by twelve. I've gone the other way uh, in a similar vein to Catalan that I don't think Warrington will be stretched on uh, the first Easter game against Salford. So I've gone Warrington by twenty. Yeah, fair enough. We've got a mixed bag. Um, Jordan Fiox has gone Hull by 12 as well. Um, St. Biffy Flankshire, Hull by 8. Gareth for the insiders, Hull by 4. And I think it'll be very close. And I can't call it, so I've gone Boddington by 6. Okay. Mm. Well, that's a double round. It is a double round. What a pod we've had tonight. It's been excellent, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. It's been excellent. Uh, but I think that just about wraps us up. Um, eventually. I feel eventually, like, yeah. I feel, like, I feel like the pod's lasted about three weeks. We have. We've, we've gone on a little bit longer tonight. So if you've stayed with us, um, hopefully you've enjoyed it. And thank you very much for well staying with us and listening. Um, as always, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Loose Forward Pod. Um, if you're going watching Rugby League this weekend, make sure you enjoy it. Make sure you stay safe. But from all of us at the Loose Forward Podcast, it's goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs>